0: hey good afternoon johnny how you doing
1: what's up captain joe
0: ah not much man you know what uh uh you know thanks thanks for having some time today uh to talk a little bit to the audience you know and our fan uh, your fans really because you know you're you're the man behind the camera and out there collecting uh, I, evidence all the time i and, don't know uh, that
1: i would say fans i would say
0: fellow <laughs> researchers. supporters
1: and fellow, yeah, fellow researchers.
0: researchers people who are definitely interested um you know um obviously in the sasquatch bigfoot uh subject and whatnot you know uh um it's i I know you just had a um uh, a cool trip up in virginia uh you and you and 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 and, uh, world traveler mike taylor uh, we'll get into into that but uh you know i kind of wanted to uh uh first off say man i like your hat you know that's
1: uh yeah i got it i got it from this guy i know uh he knows these people and they own this company and they gave yeah. me cool stuff. So yeah, yeah. I wish I knew <laughs> who that was and they could talk about it, but you know,
0: so, so yeah, folks, uh, um, for some of you folks who may have seen, you know, uh, Johnny's post um, uh, the other week about, uh, you know, he, he received a care package from, from true timber uh, camouflage uh, and uh, you know, uh, it's kind of, kind of neat to see the, the the support there. So I'm going to back up and kind of, tell you a little bit bit about them and, and 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 you know how i approach the subject with them so um as johnny mentioned you know uh, you, you know i, I work with uh, you know within the outdoor industry um you know we 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 have some shows and where some of the hosts are you know obviously they're sponsored by lots of brands you know you you name it camouflage uh uh archery equipment guns uh um you know vehicles. Uh, you know a- anything that's almost used. You know gear uh, cameras, game cameras galore. But anyways, um, things they're using. You know to make you know outdoor TV shows. Um, so one of our one of my really really good good um, you know uh, friends. You know the the, the sellers. Um, you know they uh, from Inman, South Carolina. Years ago, they started um, a camouflage company. It's called True Timber, and uh, you know in in the world of of you know, camouflage, you know, outside of the military, you know, things that, uh, you know, Johnny and I and Scott wore while we were in the service, you know, I mean, you got some major brands, you know, a lot of people were familiar with real tree camouflage, you know, uh, mossy oak camouflage, uh, and then, you know, true timber. Now, what, what, what's very unique about, uh, true timbers, you know, obviously the, you know, amongst their the great patterns, but you know, how, um, how, you know, how big you know, of a company they are, you know? So if any of you guys are NASCAR fans, um, you may, you know, people are familiar with Dale Earnhardt Jr. You know, Dale Earnhardt Jr. was a minority share owner of True Timber back in the day. And so think about the old, the old day of Dale Jr. Racing, there was a, the, the Dale call, right. You know, and it was like this weird little duck call and, you know, and that was a True Timber car, um, uh, you know, today you you can see a True Timber uh, NASCAR uh, uh, vehicle, you know, or you know, being uh, driven by Martin Truex Jr. It's also uh, the Bass Pro Shop car. So, where the connection is with with Bass Pro Shop? So, if you go to a Bass Pro Cabela's, most of all the in-house camouflage sold in those stores is all True Timber uh, patterns. Um, why? Because Johnny Morris and Bass Pro Shop. Are also partners in the True Timber. Now the seller family that started this, you know, they live in Inman, South Carolina, uh, not too far from where I live. And, you know, and I deal with them a lot. You know, they, uh, you know, they, they, they do some great things with uh, our, our golf association. Well, you know, uh, I ha- had this conversation. You know, I said, hey, let me let me tell you this little thing. I also do, you know, outside of the hunting and outside of golf and fishing. You know, and I was talking about you know the Sasquatch Encounter Brigade and and bigfoot field view search right and you know so one of the owners like you know um he goes if you guys are out there looking for bigfoot you know you got to wear true timber camouflage you know (laughs) and uh um and that was an easy no-brainer because as in the grand scheme of things they make a lot of corporate apparel too they just happen to make all the corporate apparel for jack links you know, the messing with Sasquatch people, right? Beef jerky. So all their corporate attire is made by is made by a True Timber. You know, so there was already a connection in the Bigfoot world, right? Right now, you know, so I'm I'm explaining to them about Johnny and 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 all the things that he's doing out in the field and how it pains me, you know, seeing him just wear things not that isn't true timber, you know, and uh you know, so it was like you know and to uh, and
1: to Joe's uh <laughs> You know, Joe never said anything until he was like, you know, he was never like, man, I wish you wouldn't wear that. He was kind of like, hey, I got something else for you to wear.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, so so anyways, it was it was neat that they sent a pack, you know, uh, a little care package. Um, you know, we're, we're working on the idea of like doing some some apparel with them, you know, like folks. Yeah. Folks, uh, you know, if if you're familiar with another another um, brand that that is really kind of taken off Black Rifle Coffee um you know who uh, evan Heffern he's a, fr- he's a friend of mine um you know and, and, and a supporter of some other projects that i do uh you know they they make these you know this this tactic squatch coffee right i mean i drink it you know it's even sold in walmart's now you know right. and, and, um but anyways all of their uh, most of all of their t-shirts that you see yeah, are printed by true timber you know and so we're trying to come up with some cool SCB, you know, encounter brigade um, uh, artwork, you know, and, and be able to offer to the Bigfoot enthusiasts, you know, and, and field, you know, uh, field researchers and stuff like that, you know, but uh, to me, I, I mean, I, I, I'm very proud that, you know, um, uh, an outdoor brand that, you know, has no qualms, you know, dealing in the NASCAR world, uh, the hunting fishing world. You know, said hey, you know what, Johnny Two Bears needs to wear true timber camouflage when he's out there, um, search, searching, you know, for uh, evidence out in the field, man. So, Johnny, well, I mean, I, you know, that's great.
1: The package they sent me, dude, it was over $200 worth of stuff. It was uh, the hat, uh, these rip stop pants, which are just, I mean, they're just badass. Like, I Because I do so many different things, I don't necessarily just wear hunting or camouflage when we, you know, like, like when I go on Appalachian Trail with Mike or something like that. There's a lot of crossover with the different things that we're doing. So uh, usually when it comes to hunting over the years, what I would do is just buy something that was two sizes too big, some type of thin, cheap camouflage for both layers. And just wear my regular clothes under it and then just cover myself. Yeah. So receiving that package and looking at the quality of the products, like the pants alone were just awesome. You know, there's something I'll actually use. They got the padded knees, the rip stop. They've got a really heavy duty buttons on the side, which is a big deal for me. Always breaking the buttons on the side. Uh, I love them. And for, uh, You know, for the people that follow us and stuff, I mean, there's really only, obviously it benefits me because I get great, great stuff to wear in the field. But for, you know, the people who follow the channel and that are into Bigfoot and like Bigfoot t-shirts, that's what I'm excited about. Yeah. I'm wearing like our original, this is our original shirt. Absolutely. Now, we had it designed. I came up with a design. My wife actually took my idea from my head painted it. Cause that's what she does. She paints. That's awesome. And then I eventually had another artist, uh, Chris Miller, get it to the point to where, all right, this can be a design that we could put on a shirt. Yep. Now we only talked about it a couple times and mainly it was only the people in the group that got one because what happens is to make a shirt like this, I'm down in my garage for three hours making t-shirts, you know, and it's just not, <clears throat> I'm not a t-shirt maker. So to be able to have somebody like True Timber that knows what they're doing and has quality material and be able to work with us and say, hey, this is the, this is the design we want. And then to have them put that out. And then if you guys want to buy it, you're interested. I know I I made a uh, a video talking about this very thing a couple of weeks ago, whenever you told me about it. And uh, people seemed excited. They gave yeah. a few of their ideas. What my idea was, we'll have one kind of kind of looks like a military shirt like this one to where when you look at it, like maybe you really don't know exactly what it is. It just kind of looks cool, kind of looks military. Yeah. And then we'll have another shirt that says straight up, hey, I love Bigfoot. You know, yeah. it'll have maybe a big, big foot on the back or whatever. We'll work it out. Chris is a great artist. Yeah. So whatever, whatever we can think of, he can put it on paper and then okay. we can get it, you know. So whenever you guys watch this, you got more ideas, let us know. And we'll, uh, you know, try to work with true timber and get some shirts available for people to buy. If that's something they're interested in doing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, so Johnny, you mentioned about the uh, Appalachian trail, um, just a few, few moments ago. And, uh, I know you, you, you had a, a video that you had put out after you got home and, uh, you know, after hearing your story, talking a little bit, you know, over the phone, man, I, I like everyone else, you know, in the world and, you, you kind of either go to youtube or you google right you know and you know simple as you know bigfoot sasquatch uh encounters or or uh, um sightings along the at trail and oh my god i mean it, it, there's there's a it, ton of them it, yeah yeah i mean it's it's a humongous database i mean and 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 not not from just field researchers i mean it's you know it, it's these people that do through hikes or section hikes right? Yes. and uh um you know, there's some from uh, people, trail maintainers, you know, people that go and, and throughout the year uh, clean um, some of these uh, uh, bivouac sites, uh, you know, shelters, right, okay. um, and, and, and whatnot. And so it I mean, people from, you know, all walks of life, but it's along the AT Trail. And then, you know, it, it's, it, it's really interesting because when you look at the map of the AT Trail where it starts in, in Georgia and where it ends up in Maine, the corridor right goes along the you know pretty much the eastern seaboard you know the the mountain ranges and and it on either side of the trail is really i mean wilderness right i mean oh, obviously yeah. there's there's a few towns here and there that you know these these hikers you know they they stop in for resupply but other than that man it it is it is true wilderness and 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 right. uh then you know cuts through uh the um, smoky mountain you know the, the the park there you know and uh Um, but yeah, man, tell us where you and, and, uh, and, and Mike, uh, Mike Taylor uh, had had gone to and, and, uh, like where you started and, you know, just kind of walk through what had happened. So,
1: um, I think the, uh, I don't know why I have such a hard time with where we started. It was Grayson something Grayson view, maybe it's in Virginia. Virginia. But it was a 40-mile section. If you go backwards, we ended at the, it's called the uh, Old Settlers Museum. So it's 40 miles away from there. And I think it's Grayson something State Park. <clears throat> but we started there. And uh, doing something like this wasn't even necessarily, wasn't even necessarily research related. Because, unfortunately, with something like this, you don't have a lot of time to check things out as you go because you're we've got 40 miles to do in three days yeah we've got a pace we got to maintain and you've yeah. got a certain amount of weight that yeah, you yeah. start with
0: you yeah your packing list man i mean right. you 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 gotta you know keep it light and and, and just bring your the necessities so, right yeah well
1: i went over because i do that every time yeah. <laughs> I, I did bring a thermal the new one i got the lightweight one the night ride And then I brought two extra batteries for it. But other than that, I didn't bring any other gear. Now, but one good thing from a research standpoint is that along the way, you cover so many miles that if you do find an area of interest, you can come back to it. You can find, all right, well, I may have walked 25 miles on the trail to get here, but it may only be six miles away from the entrance of a national park for all I know. You know what I'm saying? So there yep. is there is good parts about this. Uh, we didn't have anything happen uh, the first day or the first night. Uh, and I really didn't expect to have much happen at all. Not in three nights, you know, randomly. Yeah. This was the only reason why we were doing this section is because Mike's doing this section at a time and that was his next section. So there was no real um, research involved in this. It was just we just did it. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, but the second night, it was probably about maybe an hour and a half before dark. And we had to start looking for a camp and we came to this one camp and it was beautiful. Uh, it was right off the trail, a nice open, pretty area, had a hill going up one side.
0: So um, when you mention camp, is this like, um, uh, a designated camping spot. Yeah, uh, there, I mean, they there had like-
1: are a lot on that whole section. Uh, there are designated camping spots. There's actually shelters, also, Shelter, that yeah. you can stay at. Okay. This was just a like a primitive, designated primitive campsite. Now okay. you can camp anywhere you want. Yeah, yeah. But this part of Virginia is super hilly. Like it was, dude. This was rough. Like, yeah, I yeah. hadn't done anything like this since the military. It sucked to <laughs> Be honest with you. It was rough. But uh so we find this really nice spot, but it's got running water right next to it. It's got a creek. And that's one thing that we do uh when we're researching is we stay away from running water. And it's very simple. You can't hear what's going on when you've got running water around you, you know. So we're like, well, let's go up a little more. So we went up, I want to say we went up about another mile. And we found another area that was like that minus the water. And right when I got there, I'm like, dude, this is the spot. Because this spot looks exactly like one of the spots where me and Mike have had activity for years in uh, North Georgia.
0: Okay.
1: And it's basically, um, it's just a camp. And then you're in a bowl. And then you're in the middle of this valley and it goes downhill. And you're covered on all three sides. So they've got the high ground. There was also uh, a grown-up area to one side to where if they wanted to come down the mountain, they could. You know, we look for stuff like that. We we look for – we try to give them – and I explained in the video that I put up after this. We give them – we try to give them the advantage. Do the exact opposite of what we would do in the military. Yeah. We give them every advantage and every chance to get close and get the upper hand on us because we want them to come in. You know, we want them to come in close. Yep. So we get there and we set up. I'm like, man, this is a great spot, blah, blah, blah. Well, 20 minutes later, these two deer come down the side of the hill. And me and Mike are sitting there looking at them I'm like, well, when are they going to notice us? Well, they see us and they do not care. They keep on coming and they hang out for about 45 minutes on the perimeter of our camp and they stay on that one side. And we're like, well, we know about six miles away, we're from like, a, I think it was kind of like a national park area, wilderness area entrance where they have a cabin and like a lake. So I'm like, well, it's possible maybe they're just domesticated from this campground area. But then again, we also know that there's story after story of deer coming in like that and uh, hanging out around people's camps because they're afraid of something, only to have something you know, uh, pitch a temper tantrum on the hill that night, you know, heard stories like that over and over again. I'm like, all right, this is weird, but we don't know what's going on, but still, I'm kind of getting excited. I'm like, well, it's a great area. And then these deer are acting all funny, but you know, you don't ever know. So, uh, we hang out, we eat, uh, it gets dark. We lay down and we hear knocks, it's either, it's super loud. Now, I'm in a bivvy sack. If y'all don't know what a bivvy sack is, it's like a a sleeping bag that's just a little bit, or a tent that's just a little bit bigger than a sleeping bag. Okay, It's not a big tent at all. It's big enough for me to like, I can lift my head up in and then touch the top of it. Well, I hear this loud bang, but I'm in this bivvy sack, and I can't tell whether it's gunshots or it's a loud knock. And Mike says, Hey, do you hear that? And I'm like, Yeah, I think that's gunshots. And then I hear it again, but this time it's the other side of the valley. And I still couldn't tell. It was loud enough to where it could have been gunshots, but it was if it was gunshots, it was far off. If it was knocks, they were close. I just couldn't tell from being in that bivvy sack. You know, it muffles the noise. I'm like, eh. I really don't know what that is, you know, but see, I had done a wood knock. I left that out about 20 minutes before it got dark. I went down the hill to try to find water and I did. And then uh, I did a wood knock on my way back. Nothing happened. Then it gets dark. Then we lay down. Then those knocks happen or gunshots go off. We don't know which one, but then like six or eight minutes later, there's a break super close to camp an obvious loud break. Him and I both hear it. I've got it recorded. Uh, It's in the video that I put up after this. You can hear the break. It's obvious. We talk about that. I'm like, all right, good to go. Uh, Nothing else happens. I eventually go to sleep. Uh, It was rough. We were on uh, uneven ground, so I didn't sleep very well. But finally, I fall asleep. Probably about an hour and a half before the sun comes up, Mike is screaming my name like frantic. Frantic. Wake up, wake up, wake up. It's coming. I'm like, what is it? And I hear, do, 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 Said so something's running at us coming down the hill. And I can hear it, plain as day. Um, I sit up, I get my wits about me. I grab my phone, I turn it on, I get everything unzipped. And by the time I get out of the sack and start looking around as I'm recording, it had already ran down the hill. Uh, let's say our tents are they're kind of staggered like this. And then mm-hmm. the hill is on this side. Well, it runs down the hill towards us. And then when Mike Mike's yelling, I think he yells like, get out of here, or something like that. I've never heard Mike scared. Mike Taylor has been he's been tracked by a pack of wolves in the Gobi Desert when he was by himself. <laughs> yeah. He- he's woken up with a black bear licking his face in his tent because he forgot to zip it up. Yeah, Uh, He's dealt with, he's what, 60, I can't remember, I think he's 66 now. He's been all over the world. He's dealt with all kinds of different animals and 90% of the time he does this stuff by himself. Yep, He does it without a gun everywhere he goes. Uh, He showed me his pocket knife. It's this big. He (laughs) uses it to (laughs) to open food up with. For him to get freaked out something's wrong, you know, uh, he doesn't just get scared from every little break in the woods. And I heard this thing, uh, but he screamed at it,
0: get out of here.
1: And then by that time it hit the bottom of the hill and it turns and it goes to like my right away from us. And then I get out and I'm filming and I'm trying to get him to direct me where it went. He didn't see anything, but he could hear it better than me because he had his flat. He was out of the tent or his head was. Uh, So he's directing me where to look and I can hear it still. And he says, is that a deer? And I'm like, I don't uh, know. It's not a deer. He's like, what is it? I'm like, I don't know. And I can hear like the last, Couple steps as it goes away. Well, it's obvious in the audio you can hear the crash break as it walks. You know, uh, I didn't get very much of it recorded, but uh, two things: it sounded like it was on all uh, on two feet, not on all fours. It did not sound like a bear. Uh, there's no way a human could have ran down that hill at night without killing themselves, without a light. Um. And then all the other weird stuff that happened before that, the break was obvious. Like it was super close, whatever that was. And then the way the deer acted. Now there's no way to know hundred percent. Cause we didn't see it. Yeah. But, uh, it was way, I'll put it to you like this. It was way more than I expected to happen on a three day trip in a random area. That wasn't really about research. I didn't expect something like that to happen Great. until we got to that area. Now, and a lot of this is not rocket science. Like, there's these patterns that repeat themselves over and over again that anybody can learn and anybody can use. Another thing about this area was we went, well, before I get there. So, when I get, after this happens and I record everything, I get up and uh, I already haven't slept anyway. So, um, I get out the thermal, I'm looking around and then I build a fire and I stay up um, till the sun comes up. Well, as I'm looking around, I find a piss spot. Like it's about two or three feet inside the camp, and it is a obvious big spot where something pissed. And it's not us because it's right in the camp. You know, we don't we at least step step in the woods a little bit. You know, yeah, you're a
0: little bit more civilized,
1: right? Uh, you know, because even if it doesn't, even if we're only going to be there a day, there's other people that are going to be camping there. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it definitely was not us. And then, so it was super wet. I video, I I could smell it. It It's obviously piss. Um, And then when we leave like four hours later, I guess, probably, Mm -hmm. dude, that spot's just as wet as it was before. It was, that was what was weird about that pee is it was, it's like it didn't soak up into the ground. Like it was, like maybe it was oily or something. I don't know. But it was super obvious that it was still there even four hours later. I showed it to Mike. But this area, not only did it look good based on what we've experienced in the past, but we went, we made it up to the top of the ridge when we left. And uh, I don't know, we might have met, we maybe went two miles to get to this top of the ridge. And there's this big overlook where you can look down in the valley. And this valley is filled with nothing but farmland and dotted houses, just as green and pretty as can be. Cows, the whole nine yards. So as the crow flies, it's not even five miles from this area. I don't know exactly on a map, just by looking at it, it was probably less than five miles from where we were at. So you've got this perfect area from what we've seen and what we've experienced, the way it's laid out. And then you've got all this farmland that's right there. So it's, to me, it all just kind of made sense. It was like, well, no wonder they're in this particular area as opposed to experience anything else on the trail. Because we were actually pretty close to civilization or at least pretty close to rural civilization. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, again, we can't prove it. Uh, got video of all of it, though, or audio of all the different noises, the breaking, the even the knocks. Um, I still, I'm still leaning more towards gunshots with those. The only thing that I even made me say knock is that there was one on the other side right after it happened. But, uh, I mean, it was a pretty cool experience, you know, way more than I thought would happen during this particular trip, you know, but sometimes it just all comes together really good, you know? And if there was a spot that I would go back to, it would be that spot, you know? uh, anybody lives in virginia you want to know where this exact spot is i'll try to find it again on the map and i'll send it to you uh odds of me getting back up there are pretty you know pretty slim but anybody who wants to know i'll try to get you right on it because i think it's probably a pretty viable area you know it's perfect from what we've seen
0: now this time of year at least the AG trail from from what I understand, you know, can be pretty crowded. I mean not crowded, but I mean there's a lot of people hiking it. You know, yeah, guys, there's those you guys oh, yeah. run into other people and
1: definitely. We uh there's a bunch of through hikers, which are yeah. people who start from the very beginning of the trail and go the what it what is it, twenty two hundred miles all the way to the end. Yeah. Is that what it is? I all can't. Remember up, all the all the way up the main. Yeah. Yeah. And there and but there's also section hikers like us where they just do a little bit at a time. Now, I guess the whole time I'd say we ran into 10 people, but I mean, that's still a good amount of people when you're out in the middle of nowhere, you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. But,
1: uh, there wasn't, we didn't camp close to anybody, uh, that I know of. We did one night, but we didn't have any activity. We actually had people come into our camp and ask if they could stay with us because somebody was sick up in the cabin, the shelter above us they had hmm. super sick throwing up everywhere yeah so uh they came down there and stayed with us a couple young guys they were through hikers doing the whole thing
0: yeah
1: but uh you know it was pretty good pretty good experience like i said a lot more than i expected
0: you know yeah yeah i i uh you know it, it's definitely piqued my interest you know and, and so what's also crazy is uh you know when you start looking into uh, uh bigfoot sasquatch sightings along the at trail there's also Quite a few stories of missing persons, too. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. They're all <laughs> you know,
0: are. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. Uh, unfortunately, you know, there was a murder case, too. Right. I mean. Oh, yeah. Uh, there was
1: one up in North Georgia. There's a serial killer up there that they caught.
0: Yeah. You know, it was and, and, and it's a shame. You, you know, things like that happen. You know, out, you know, when your people are trying to get, you know, either get away from the hustle and bustle and, and enjoy nature, you know, but uh, but the, the, you know, thing is. Man, you know what? I, there's a lot of encounters. There's a lot of sightings, um, you know, along the along the trail. Um, so it's it's kind of it's kind of neat. Um, so anyways, Johnny, um, since not now that you're home and and, and you know what, you, you've done a really great job of documenting things that happen around your place. Um, you know, while you're sitting there earlier, you had some chickens uh, walking behind you.
1: Yeah, so, chickens. Uh, that's, you know, yeah. uh we started letting them out and letting them roam around the out the perimeter of the fence. Yeah. But it sucks, man, cuz they mess up all the there's I'm never going to find a track again cuz they're out there they just Stretching. scratch up the whole area. Well, <laughs> but yeah. it's good for them, so you know. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. You got got to keep the flock healthy and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh however, man, I mean so yeah. I mean you're still getting Things happening.
1: Well, I've got a little. Yeah, I'm a little concerned as of right now. Um, now, I had, and I've already explained this a little bit before. But when I first started doing this, and I thought it was people, I went out and bought a surveillance system, uh, put it up all around the house, right, um, and eventually. It pretty much isolated the activity to one part of my property, which is behind me. It's kind of like the front side of my property. Yeah. But the cameras don't reach that. In fact, they're pretty much for just inside the yard. Because once you hit the trees, that's it. The cameras don't pick up anything, especially at night. Yeah. Um. But I did notice that the the activity stayed over there. In fact, that's it was almost. That's where I got I think that's where they were betting too because that's where I, I went out there that first time and uh, had rocks thrown at me and then I got growled at and then had a couple different things over there over the years. And then when I got into this and learned more about it, um, I got rid of the cameras because I didn't want them because everybody's heard the infrared theory, the fact that they can see infrared or whatever for whatever reason they avoid cameras i'd also seen it too with trail cameras or me putting trail cameras out and then the activity completely quit i'd even have uh something come up behind the camera and go like shake it like this i got that on video years ago Mm -hmm. or pictures from that happening um so i i quit doing that too and i would just rely on me being outside ready to record and then i would take individual cameras that run 24 hours a day and try to hide them in the woods i've tried all kinds of different variations well whenever what like the past couple months where i had the shadow thing on the side of the house right yeah it's getting the big shadow um that means they were in the yard something was in the yard right inside yep. the fence line So after that happened a couple of times, I had no choice but to turn the cameras back on again, because if they're in the yard, they're out in the open and I got cameras everywhere. So I either, I had to reinstall a few of them. Some of them I just turned back on and then covered the IR lights, the IR bulbs with electrical tape. Yep. Uh, So I got them all a bunch of them back on. I think I got, let's see, I think there's six of them. Uh, And I have had activity since I've done that. The activity's been back on that same side of the yard again, though, furthest from the house. I had the the night where it was the weird sounding owl. And then I walked out there. It was in between me and my neighbor's house. Uh, I walked out there and then something was thrown. And then I think there was a wood knock. I had to go back and look at the video, but I had activity that night. And then like maybe a week and a half, two weeks later is when I had, I'm out here on the porch and it sounds like something just stands up right out of that brush pile and starts walking off and the dogs go crazy and they start pissing everywhere and all that stuff. Well, that's the same side of the house again. And I haven't had anything happen over here. I was getting constant activity right behind the house
0: yeah. and
1: have been for probably about two years now. That's where I've gotten on the growl. Uh, They got on my back deck and I got the vocals from that. You know, that's, that had pretty much become a constant. I hadn't had anything happen around back behind the house in a couple weeks now. Mm. So I really don't know. It might just be coincidence. Um, I don't think it is. I think it's. I don't know how to. It's very frustrating because you can only say this thing happens so many times without getting it on video before people are like, well, why aren't you putting up cameras? I've had people over and over again say, why don't you have cameras everywhere? I've tried that. I've tried every single... I've tried trail cameras, surveillance cameras, body cameras, the little ways cameras, leaving... Uh, night vision cameras or thermal cameras out overnight i've tried all kinds of stuff you know um the best evidence that i have gotten so far is me standing here holding something because that's when the interactions happen that's when they do something nine times out of ten they do something to make me know they're here yep or they do something to spook the dogs or the dogs know they're here and then i just go to that spot you know and yeah. then you get a sound or like that night i got the really good thermal so i'm so, kind of torn right now i don't yeah, know man. i don't know exactly what to do i don't know whether to go ahead and turn the cameras back off again or keep trying you know
0: yeah so are you know and then gosh it seemed like a month and a half ago um you know you you had a site out in the woods you know um off your property area that you uh you had some eggs, you you and Mrs. Half Bear. I'm, I'm not sure what we're gonna call <laughs> you. Right? I mean, I mean Mrs. Tuba, Mrs. Two Bears Half. Bear. I don't mean, well, I mean, have to
1: tell her that one,
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, I I I don't know, but you know, but anyways, you guys ha- ha- have this site, you know, and you know, with you had you had a uh, a rock out there, yep. that was being moved. You had eggs.
1: All that stopped too.
0: It all stopped. Okay.
1: Every bit of it quit. Uh, okay. The only thing with the eggs that was still happening.
0: <clears throat>
1: now, with the eggs disappearing, there's no way to really know. Yeah. I got that one track because of your idea. Yep. I got the one track right after I made that area. A really good print. But after that, we had the... The only thing that's been new, and I don't, even, I didn't even put it up, I don't think, was I had a stick that was that we had been using to prop open the chicken coop door. Never, I had it a certain way, I cut this stick off. <clears throat> and then when I'd wedged up in the door and then I wound up, I've changed the door like two different times. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, now it's a lot easier to get to. So we don't use that stick anymore, but it's yeah. been up there by the chicken coop for probably two years. Yeah. Well, I found it down there where the gifting area is just laying there on a log now on a log <laughs> yeah just sitting there on a log like this like stuck yeah. up in the air and right That's when right i saw right. it i knew what it was because it's i'd seen that stick over and over again i cut the stick you yeah. know what i'm saying it's got a it's got an angled cut on the end of it where i would wedge it up in the in the door you know yeah and uh like that area is like a sterile area my whole family knows you don't go back to that area my son goes back there with me to check it but he also knows too that if they go out in the woods they don't go to that area right yeah and uh i mean he's he's just as much into it as i am now just about so he takes it seriously but i asked him i said did y'all put that stick there And they're like no we don't even know what you're talking about we don't go back there blah 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 so something got that stick from the chicken coop and moved it back there do i know what did it no something with hands did it though Um, and the only other thing that's happened is back in the woods. Now, every, we take all of our garbage to the dump or I do. Um, but my wife does shipping. Like she brings, she has products ship here and then she ships them back out again. So we've got a ton of, uh, plastic and paper garbage, Uh, I started burning it because if we don't, I would have to go to the dump every week. You know what I'm saying? Because we get a ton of that. So I started burning it. I made a burn pile. So our regular garbage we put in cans and I end up, I take it to the dump once every month and a half, something like that. But I burn the other stuff. Now, uh, my wife apparently had dropped two garbage bags or uh, grocery bags of garbage in there. Just random stuff. Some of it was from cleaning out the cars, some up with some, I don't know where it's from. But apparently she dropped them in there and I hadn't got back there to burn them yet because they wound up maybe 50 yards away back in the woods. So something got them, picked them up out of that pile, took them back through the woods and they're about, I guess about 25 feet away from each other, but something opened those bags up and went through everything
0: like rip, rip the bags open.
1: I don't know if they ripped or if it was just open. I'll have to look more closely. It's been rained on. Uh, I don't know how long they've been out there. I don't know if they've been out there for, I would imagine under definitely under a week because I've been back there. Um, and I didn't see them. So under a week, maybe within the past five days or whatever. But they've been rained on. Um, now bear do that, but there's no bear around here. If there's if there's bear, first of all, if you have a bear in your area, you're gonna know because they leave sign everywhere. They live. They leave big piles of shit everywhere, and then <laughs> they turn over rocks. Yeah, super obvious when bears are in an area. Oh yeah. Now it's not saying we have not had bears in this area, but it's so rare that when it does happen, it's on the news, right? That, hey, look, this bear made it this far south. You know, it's not normal. But that's not saying that a coyote couldn't have picked those bags up. They're not huge bags. It's just odd that something took the time to grab it and then take it back there and then go through it. You know, I don't know what did it. Uh, Pure speculation. Um, It may have just been a big raccoon, you know. They're not super heavy bags, uh, but there was uh, what was odd about it is this never happened before. Now we've had've we've had situations where like all back through there, every once in a while I'll find a piece of garbage that came from that pile because an animals gonna get in there and at least steal something. So every once in a while, I'll go through there and pick things up and that's it. you know it's not like it's this isn't normal. you know this never happened before. But uh, I don't know. That's the hmm. only, that's the newest thing that happened. And that's not, that's definitely not a definite, you know, it's yeah. just something new that happened that, uh, that I can actually kind of test out though. That's what's interesting about it is because I can, I can use that information, even if it's just an animal um, to kind of set something up. So gives me an idea for something. It may be nothing. It may just be a, I don't know. know, Animals do all kinds of crazy things. I had to... I'm not so sure that the... The the peanut butter jar that I had on the side of a tree for like three months, I think a raccoon could probably get that off. They're smart enough. You know what I'm saying? So there's things that... There's things that the animals can do that we don't necessarily see all the time. You know? So that's not it's just kind of something to document keep in the back of my head but that's been pretty much it around here you know
0: yeah that's pretty good man well you know the at trail that's a that's i that's that's a pretty cool encounter and and we'll you know we'll put a link of that onto this podcast so people can check it out and obviously it's on it's on the youtube channel yeah um you know it's you know um after you told me about it and, and you, you made your video man i just you know i started looking more into those sightings on the at trail and god there's there's a lot you there's know. a there's
1: a ton of them here in georgia
0: yeah yeah definitely you know and and you know that's where it starts right the trail starts you know yeah. here in georgia you know and then um uh but unbelievable you know so um yeah you know i mean uh, the stuff around the house you had some sticks you had some. Uh, uh, you oh the yeah, the sticks. night that it. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the night that it. Uh, <clears throat> so we're sitting out here, and then I hear all hell break loose. Like something just stands up out of that brush pile. I uh, swear we cut. I think I cut down twelve trees. It's all cut up. But uh, this Monday, in fact, I'm getting a. Uh, what is it? What's the word? Chainsaw? No, a mulcher.
0: Oh, shredder. Yeah. Chipper.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chipper. That's what it is. Wood chipper. Yeah. Um, Be getting that Monday and have to go through and get rid of all that. But it's been out here for several months. Yeah. And uh, there's one pile over here and there's one pile on the other side of the yard. And dude, it was like something just, like literally just stood up out of it and then started walking. (laughs) And then the... And it's obvious because my air conditioner's running. All the bugs are going, like the frogs are loud. Everything's super loud out here, but you can hear that on the video. You can hear it walking off. So, uh, and then the dogs pee all over the place. And then one cool thing, uh, just a few minutes after that, apparently whatever it was, you know, I walked out there, I got the thermal, I didn't see anything else. uh, Pretty much gone from what I thought. But I'm sitting out here, and I think it's like at 1220, on the video, you can hear all the frogs. Just loud as hell, right? And uh, it's been like that all night long. And then 1226, I even, I, I noticed it in the video. I'm like, dude, there are no frogs and no bugs right now. Just Everything shut off. And at that moment, my dog's sitting over here on the sidewalk, looking in that same direction, just just waiting, knows something's over there, right? Mm. So that was the end of that night. The next day I go out and I go out to where the brush pile is, try to look around to see if I can tell whether it was so loud, it almost sounded intentional but I guess it really doesn't make sense that it walked up in the brush pile and then started making noise. I think it was sitting down in the brush pile, maybe. Whatever it was. So I'm looking around for sign to see if I can find anything. Again, the chicken scratching is all over in that area too. So tracks are gonna be virtually impossible now, at least on the perimeter of my yard. Uh, But then I find a stick and it's sticking in the ground I don't know. It's about 18 inches long and it's in the ground at an angle too. It's not like stuck straight up and down. And I'm like, I have found a hundred sticks that have fallen out of trees and landed on the ground, whole treetops that do it. That happens naturally all the time. Yep. But then right behind it, about 20 feet, there's another one. And both of them are lined up where they're going downhill. And I started from back, at the very first stick. And if you walk to the second stick and then keep going, it's lined up where you can see exactly where I'm sitting now. (laughs) Now, this, this isn't a stretch or a jump. I have witnessed this, I think now six different times to where they'll either make a noise and I'll get it recorded or the dogs will bust them And in the exact spot where the activity comes from, I go out there the next day and there is a stick stuck in the ground. One night was so obvious. It it was one of the more mind-blowing things that happened around here is I had gotten the growl recorded that one night, right? Well, I'd been paying attention to that area uh, after that for a while. I went down there nothing had happened we hadn't heard anything i walked back behind the house shining my phone around and i just start talking to the woods uh my dog's not even uh she's not even alerting like anything's there i'm just guessing at this point yeah and then i start shining my light on my phone on me i've got every bit of this recorded and then all of a sudden, I hear a, a aluminum can get crushed from out there in the woods. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> like, I can't believe this happened. So I run over and I get an aluminum can. Uh, you know, I drink these monsters. I went over there and got a monster can. And I walked over there and I crushed it. Tried to get them to do it again. They didn't do anything. And then I walk over to the gate. And right when I get to the gate at the back of the house, I hear uh like a like something's hitting his chest or something. Just as obvious as can be. It's all on video. It's all it's an older video. This is from like almost two years ago, but it's on our channel. Uh and I'm like, dude, I can't believe this crap. I can't believe that they were just out there and I got them to react. That's the only time I think that's only that's ever happened. Usually it's They do something first. I've never just gotten them to react when I didn't know they were out there. And usually I don't go chasing them, right? But I just got super excited. I went and got my flashlight. I go out of the gate and I go through the woods and I go back to exactly where the sound was coming from. And it just so happens it's the same exact area where the growl came from that I recorded like a month or two before, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll walk up to it, and then there's a stick stuck straight in the ground, straight up and down, and another one laying on the ground, facing exactly where I was standing up there when I started making all the noise and stuff. I've had it happen. It happened then. Uh, another night where I got them, I think I got them on thermal, and I go out there the next day, and there's a stick that I had cut that had been laying on the ground that was now leaned up against the tree on the same exact tree where I took the thermal of them. at. Wow. So this is something that's repeated over and over again. I don't know why they do it. I don't yeah. know if it's a, uh, Hey, this is when we got caught or Hey, this is us. I don't know what it means, but all I know is I've seen it over and over again and it's super obvious. It's not, When you start throwing the odds in, what are the odds that the next day I'm gonna go out there and it just so happens there's a limb that fell exactly where this happened. You know what I'm saying? Limbs fall out of trees. But when you start throwing the statistical odds of that those things together, it's just I'm perfectly fine with saying that this is something that they do one hundred percent. Why they do it, I don't know. So but that was cool. That was one of the cooler even cooler than the noise and hearing it walk away is going out there and finding those sticks. You know, it's uh like you and I experienced at the happy place. This yeah. is thinking, this is uh, kind
0: of like watched, lightning. <laughs>
1: yeah. The, these things are a lot smarter than people I think give them credit for.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah they,
1: no. they got two combat veterans to follow, follow them down a trail to get them out of an area, Joe.
0: and and these are not
1: stupid
0: and and we did it you know hook line hook line and sinker man that's 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 the thing you know and
1: uh, we fell for it
0: yeah yeah you know and and it's kind of like the uh you know your story about the at you know you talk you know you you mentioned about giving them the high ground and 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 whatnot you know and then um obviously these these sticks you know positioned in the woods around your house but you, you you know two sticks ironically pointing in the same direction, right. Right. Leading up to where you're sitting at now currently, you you, you know, so my, my immediate, you know, thought is, okay, those are TRP target reference points. Right. You know, I mean, those, those are, those are markers, right. You know, uh, yeah. I don't care if you're, you're artillery or the infantry, man. Yeah. I mean, those markers are either used to, you know, for, you know, for, pointing Wars. out, yep, exactly. Uh, lobbing rounds or, you know, it, it, uh, a left and right limit, a phase line, you know, it doesn't matter. But anyways, they are smart, you know, and it's, it's so funny you mentioned about the, the can being crushed, right? And here you are drinking a Monster Energy. I am like, I was like, huh, oh, man, you, you just kind of gave me, uh, kind of gave me, uh, an idea. I'm going to reach out to our friends over at Monster Energy. I'm going to say, you know, so, so I have these, uh, I don't know. You see, see right. the, the, if you talk cool, if you talk
1: to them, you see this? Yeah, yeah. This see, is the only see, one you, I drink, the mango. Yeah,
0: yeah, you see, <laughs> you see those those cool skull candy uh headphones, you know, there. So we have a bunch of them, you know. Uh, you know, they were they were a sponsor uh with us. Yeah, uh, um, you know, I, I know a lot of their people very well and I've talked to them a little bit about the whole uh you know the 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 podcast and the, and the and the Sasquatch subject and it, it i remember one of them said oh man we need to give you guys some monster because you know if you're gonna be out in the woods like drinking uh you know searching for bigfoot you are uh, you know a monster you might as well be drinking one so i guess now i gotta get you a care pack well and,
1: dude have, tell them to watch our videos and then just, oh yeah probably oh, well, just about so actually, every video uh, you're so actually, actually right one,
0: one of their guys <laughs> i know very well you know we, we've hunted together he's filmed me on a, on a hunt that you know and 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 whatnot and for one of the shows uh he's a big time bow hunter and and he hunts up in kentucky you know and uh um he's had some he's had some uh, ebgb type stories in the woods because you know if, if if bow hunters are a little bit more um i i would say they're they they take it a lot more serious because obviously in the world of archery hunting and bow hunting you know you have to be much closer to the, oh, yeah. of the game you know it's a lot um, less forgiving exactly you got you you got to pay attention to your your approach routes you know the wind you know and and this guy does you know and you know so he's he's told me some weird stories about you know him walking in uh in the dark right to his stand and you know and then obviously hearing things in the woods and all that maybe one of these days when he's free we we can have him on and, and stuff and then uh uh, you know, ha- have him give out a bunch of monster stuff, you know, but, uh, <laughs> a lot of energy stuff that is. But anyways, man, it, it's yeah. But, you know, you hearing a can being crushed in the woods. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, look, man, that's that's yeah, I, I can't I, I, I don't I don't believe there's a raccoon out there just going <laughs> No, no,
1: no. And it was so obvious. And that was the, and that was what was so cool about the whole experience is it was the only time I've ever been able to initiate a reaction. Yeah. And if you'll watch our past videos, I talk about this night all the time. Because to me, I mean, the, the thermal video that I got was great. It was exciting, but to have, to initiate a reaction like that, is a lot different than what I've dealt with over the years because it's it seems like everything is either they got caught or they initiated yeah. i've never had them like react to something that i did and dude I, I stood out there for probably 10 minutes before something happened yeah and i'm shining the light on myself i'm talking i'm doing all kinds of stuff you know trying to get a reaction and they actually you know responded to it i'm like mm. Dude, this—that's why I got so excited. Like I said, normally I don't run out in the woods looking for them when something yeah. happens anymore, you know. Yeah. But I did that night because <laughs> I yeah. just was just like, dude. Yeah. But uh, one yeah, one last thing. Um, we're going. My, we uh, got a lot of moving parts. Usually, I didn't I didn't know if I was going to be able to leave this weekend or not because my wife and kids are leaving. But my brother in law is going to be here uh, take care of the dogs and stuff. So I'm going with a couple of guys, uh, to North Georgia. Um, and we're not going to use his name, but there is a gentleman that we've been talking to since we pretty much started the group. And he is over several of these wilderness areas. That's his job. He's a government guy. Okay. He's the one that takes the, uh, uh, the reports when things happen out there and he's taking reports from people. Uh, We've gone over maps together. Uh, sat down and gone over experiences he's had. He's never seen one. But he's had some weird stuff happen enough to where he believes, you know, that they're out there. But we're going this weekend with him. And one of the interesting things is uh, there is also a, uh, I believe it's a, we'll just say it's a Georgia college. They're doing a wildlife survey out there which involves several hundred cameras, game cameras, which is good for us because he knows the location of these cameras, which means we'll be able to say, all right, we don't want to go anywhere near that because odds are those yeah. cameras are going to flush them somewhere else. Yeah. So information like that's extremely valuable. You know, this that's awesome, the area, I'm not going to give the area up till probably after we go out there. Um, But, uh, a lot of stuff has happened out there over the years. Um, so I've never been here or been there. I've been close to it. I've been to a lake that's very close to it. It's also pretty popular for activity. But everybody I'm going with, uh, I don't think Hank's been out there. But Lloyd, the guy that started going out with us that we met in Molina, he's going with us. <clears throat> and Hank and possibly – I told John Eaves about it. Remember John Eaves that we – yeah. Uh, scott's buddy yep um i asked him a few things about it because he knows about the area um i told him hey man you get froggy you want to come down here come on down you know that's where we'll be so he who knows he might he might even join us too so but that's what our plans for this weekend are hopefully we can get something going
0: that's awesome that's awesome so you know i uh i kind of envious i need i need to need to get out out with us man yeah. I need to get out, you know, to, uh, you know, um, more of these field investigations, you know, or it's rough.
1: We could do, we could get, we could get out, everybody out your cabin one good time, make, make <laughs> so it my, easy so on everyone.
0: I was by the cabin. So my daughter and her friend, they went camping, uh, this week, uh, glamping. Right. So we all stayed there. You know what it's like.
1: Right. Yeah, and,
0: um, so not they, exactly <laughs> roughing it. No. So they, they, I mean, they, you know, they, they go and get, you know, food and supplies, you know, they, they went out a couple of times during the week to, uh, clear the, the the moss around the lake because they were going to fish too right you know um and then friday friday night around 11 o'clock you know thunderstorm rolls around the power go- cuts off on the in the cabin right they show back up here around 11 30 p.m you know <laughs> um, i'm like what's wrong and they're like well they, they didn't want to sit out. was it too wood. hot yeah uh, no they didn't want to sit sit out there no power
1: you know oh, okay. and all that, and, uh,
0: oh there's miss two bears yeah, Hi.
1: there's miss half bear
0: Half bears. That's what half what Joe bear. said.
1: He's gonna start calling you Miss Half Bears.
0: Oh,
1: why the hell I get a half? <laughs> she said, "Why the hell did she get a half?" Hey, hey, hey!
0: It's better than sleeping what with two bears. Bear. You know, I mean, that, that's a, that's a, that's the other name. they sleeps with two bears. Sleeps I mean. with two bears.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're gonna get me kicked out, Joe.
0: I mean, uh, look, 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 we already we, we we know the results of the DNA test. The
1: uh. Right? uh <laughs>
0: hibernates with two bears i mean but no um so so they were out there and and uh, you know they they had uh they were out you know remember the big bamboo grove uh oh yeah yeah so they're cutting a a bunch of bamboo down for me you know Uh, i need them for uh you know um gardening stuff you know and and whatnot and they said ah, it, was, it was you know relatively peaceful and super quiet until the power went out. you know and, but yeah we um uh, uh you know we'll have to get back out there for sure you know but yeah man i'm envious you guys are going out to uh you know do some field research and stuff like that i'll be i'll i'll, I'll uh fortunately i'll be at a golf uh, golfing event with uh you know uh um
1: yeah, you know, hanging out with famous people, sleeping in hotel rooms. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure yeah. you're Very, very yeah, like envious. yeah,
0: like Miss South Carolina. Sorry about that. You know, yeah,
1: very, very envious. Yeah, I yeah, understand, yeah. Joe. <laughs> you know,
0: but believe me, I do tell them about the Bigfoot stuff. Right, right. Thanks know? a lot. Thanks, you know, buddy. I
1: mean, yeah, <sighs> man. I mean, uh, <laughs> hey, you keep keep getting me cool stuff, and uh, that's fine. Oh
0: man, it, it's that's all fine. good, man. I like now, my hat, you know what man. I mean. Uh,
1: Joe Joe picked this hat out for me. I did. he did a good job i appreciate yeah, it yeah yeah my you taste, pay, my you pay taste, attention to my, the detail buddy
0: yeah yeah my taste isn't so bad you know but yeah you know it it, it is kind of um uh neat you know I, i've been seeing like you know, all these people were uh you know in, in the facebook world and all these different bigfoot groups and and, and stuff people were uh kind of looking uh forward to uh god what's that show with the four people expedition bigfoot yeah right um i guess the new season's coming up soon and i know uh our very own angie um she went to florida you know um you know and marie duvont who's been a guest with us uh um they had a oh what
1: they had now nah, yeah i can hear you now you cut out for a second there
0: okay so a- angie angie uh went down to florida with uh, marie duvont and her group they were doing a uh a um uh bigfoot expo down there you know and uh you know so hopefully here soon we'll get angie to have a report on the things that she saw things that she learned and and, and whatnot uh yeah um you know so anyways man johnny thanks for being on I, you know we didn't want to take up too much time but uh, uh you know i wanted to hear more more of the at trail story and things around the house man so Good,
1: great job today. Uh, we need to get you. I can't remember. We'll have to look through the podcast, but we've got to get you to, since we've got a bunch yeah. of new members now, to get you to go back over and do the NRA story.
0: Yeah, man. You, you know, so uh, I, I do. And 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 yeah, actually. I can't remember whether you told my, that my, already. Dude, so my army buddy uh, um, called me the other day. I was in the driveway, right? I was like, dang it, dude, you need to tell, you need to tell, you know, uh, I need you to come on the podcast, talk about the Afghanistan thing, blah, blah, blah. Right. And so he just starts recapping it. And I'm like on my phone trying to figure out how do I record a phone call? Right. So I can get his recording of this guy. I mean, cause he's just like rolling. Right. And I, I was like, I was like, all right, Mac, dude, we just got to get you on, man. We got, like, okay. Okay. And then. Then, then he starts telling me this story about like, you know, he went to Colorado elk hunting with a guy and he goes, oh, dude, I can tell about these these lights out, out in the mountains. I was like, you know, and, and of course, I'm like, dude, you know, I said, dude, there's, you know, you got fourth ID, you got NORAD. I said, dude, there's all kinds of stuff out there, dude. I, I said, you sure it ain't chafe or flares? And no, man, you know, so he starts talking. But anyways, I, I want to save that with him, but I'll tell about the NRA story on another um, yeah, 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 that's a good on one.
1: Yeah, yeah, because that's and a, that's uh just uh yeah. not not to give away too much, but it was a hunting trip with someone who was really high up in the NRA board member, board member, and they yeah. they yeah. witnessed something absolutely awesome. Supposedly there is a video like a, a skinwalker. Like skin yeah, that that that's
0: that's the word they used. So.
1: Yep. Supposedly there's video. Sure would be nice to be able to get some of these people to come forward.
0: She she and her videographer, they, they had video. They were
1: filming a freaking hunting show, hunting show. And they got video of what happened. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, man,
1: uh, (sighs) I wish these people would come forward, man. I
0: know. I know. All right, man. We'll, uh, we'll definitely, um, we got to get you at least tell a story
1: next time. Yeah. All right, buddy. All right, man. Well, we'll talk to everybody later. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye.